Hello, welcome to In the Kitchen with Brett Thorne, a restaurant industry podcast by The Last Bite Network, a product of Nation's Restaurant News and Restaurant Hospitality. I'm your host, Senior Food and Beverage Editor Brett Thorne, and my guest this week is Okan Kazilbayer, the chef de cuisine of Salt Restaurant at the Ritz-Carlton Amelia Island in Florida. To be honest, the pitch I got to interview Okan was not a very good one. The publicist just basically said, hey, this guy used to work for Eric Repair. Want to write about him? You probably know, since you're listening to a restaurant industry podcast, that Eric Repair is the chef and owner of Le Bernardin, a legendary seafood restaurant in New York City. Which is great, but why would I want to interview somebody who worked for him? The logical answer to that question is, what the hell? No. I mean, I launched the In the Kitchen podcast that you're listening to now with Danielle Boulou, another big-name chef in New York City, and if I wanted to report on more of them, I would just interview them. But the PR company did have some other clients that I did want to interview, and to be honest, I'm willing to sit down for 20 or 30 minutes with just about anyone, because you never know. Everyone has an interesting story to tell. It's just my job to get them to tell it. I don't always succeed. I don't think anyone is intrinsically boring, but it can be hard to find that inner spark, or at least to find it in the relatively limited time that I have to talk to somebody. Hang out with someone for an afternoon or drink with them for a night in a bar, and you might have a different story. But there certainly have been uh, several interviews that I conducted with the idea of doing a podcast with somebody, and I just ended up not doing that. But Okan is not one of them. He actually has a lot to say about different seafood cooking techniques and what is actually required to offer a good caviar service, among some other things. So stick around and give him a listen. Now, here's Okan Kuzilbayer. So, Okan Kuzilbayer. Yeah. How was that? Did I pronounce that okay? Perfect. Perfect. Chef de cuisine of the of salt at the Rich Carlton Amelia Island, which is a barrier island in Florida, right? It's in Florida, yes. North Florida. Uh, and how are you doing today? Very good. How are you? I am doing pretty well. You, I, I'm guessing you're Turkish, right? I am Turkish. Uh, and what brought you here to the United States? What brought me here in the United States, a very big offer from uh, 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 my ex-chef and, and, a, and a mentor, Eric uh, Repair. Um, like five years ago, I was uh, a sous chef at the Ritz-Carlton Grand Cayman, uh, the restaurant called Blue by Eric Repair. And then that was my uh, ninth year. And then I, that, I uh, that's supposed to be my last year in there. And, and after a while, I got an offer from Chef Eric Repair to join his team in, uh, at um, New York Le Bernardin. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I heard that like, offer, I was, I was flying in the air, actually. <laughs> um, and then, then my adventure started um, November, October, October. 2017 in, in New York. So you moved from Cayman Islands. 
to New York City. Cayman Islands to New York City, yes. That's a big change. How, how did you like yeah, it? After nine years, it's a big change, yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, well, how, how do you adjust when you, when you arrive in New York? And, and was Eric Repair helpful? Like, did he help you find a place to stay, that kind of thing? How, how, how did I mean, that happen? He helped me enough to, to get me a, a, a work visa. Uh-huh. Um, but I came in and I, I, I found a space to live with my wife. And it was perfect, actually. Uh, we lived in the Jersey side. It was just like 15 minutes, like a bus ride to, to Manhattan. It was very easy. But the life in New York City is, of course, it's a big uh, uh, metropolitan. But um, I'm from Istanbul. It's a big city, too. Sure. Uh, lots of traffic, crazy people around. <laughs> but uh, so I, I was familiar with it. And But after having... Uh, like nine years in Cayman Islands, that was a big change. So that was the only, yeah, because it's like a very remote island. Uh, uh, yeah, it was lonely island in the middle of a Caribbean Sea, so. Right. We, we were left alone in there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that must have been an interesting uh, adjustment. What town in New Jersey did you did you live in? We, we were in uh, Weehawken. Yeah, Weehawken. West New York, Weehawken. That's cool. And so what is your uh, cooking background? How did you end up uh, at the Ritz-Carlton Grand Cayman? Um, so, I, uh, so I was born and raised in Turkey. And I finished, uh, I graduated from uh, uh, business school, uh, business administration, uh, university, like four years. And then... But my mind was always in, in like, like a food industry, not necessarily to be the chef, but um, like anything doing with, with food could be running a, I don't know, like a food farm or vegetable farm or chickens or like an olive oil pressing uh, companies, you know, something like that I wanted to get into. And... But, but I forgot one thing in there that, uh, except my dad, my whole family on the dad side, they all cooks. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I think it was in the blood. Um, and I really enjoyed like cooking when I was like a kid, like 14, 15, 16. And I think, yeah, that's, that's how it started. And after the university, I attended a, like a culinary academy, it was it was very fast. Uh, um, it was it was very fast. It was like three months, uh, three months uh, education, and then I had to do like three months um, uh, internship. Mm -hmm. But they hired me right away because I wanted to be. I wanted to get hired, so everything like I wanted to make everything serious. So I got hired in one of in one of the restaurants in, in Istanbul, and and one of my friends when I was working in that place, I, it was like my first three months. Uh, one of my close friends she like texted me, and then there was a like a job fair in one of the hotels, 
And then apparently some like the big companies uh, coming to, to Istanbul to, to hire some uh, extra uh, uh, hands from Turkey. Um, so that was my uh, first start. So I got hired in Washington, D.C., Ritz-Carlton, Washington, D.C., 2007. And so I had the opportunity to be in the opening team of uh, Western Bistro. That was also by Eric Repair. Um, that's how I uh, get into uh, uh, get into cooking with, with him in, in Washington, D.C. Then I, so that was a year, that was a year contract, uh, like eight months, like nine months contract. And then I realized that he has like one more uh, uh, restaurant in Cayman Islands. So then I applied because like from Ritz-Carlton to Ritz-Carlton, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, the, the transfer is, uh, is okay. I mean, and then, so I got hired in there in Cayman Islands as a, as a commie. And then I make my way up to uh, became the, the only sous chef there with the like chef, the cuisine and sous chef. Mm-hmm. And then we had like nine more cooks. Um, and yeah, that's how it started actually. Is the, does the Rich Carlton help with things like getting visas to, to live in the United States or the Cayman Islands? Uh, the first, my first journey to Washington, D.C., um, it was, I was like a regular, like hourly employee. So we had to do our own visa. And, and when I transferred to Cayman Islands, that's the British overseas territories. So um, that Ritz-Carlton actually sponsored us. Uh, they, they'll deal with the all the uh, visas. And then, yeah, and then I moved to New York. That was by a chef, thanks to him. <laughs> And then uh, when I got here, we just transferred my uh, uh, visa to Ritz Carlton. I see. Yeah, when, once you left the Bernardin and went to the Ritz Carlton, yes. yeah. yeah. So uh, your background uh, since you were at Le Bernardin obviously is with seafood. Were you were you cooking with seafood a lot before then, or just a, a mixture of, of things, or? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, before Le Bernard, so I, I stayed in Le Bernard for four years. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was Cayman Islands, like nine years, very uh, like seafood-centric uh, menu in there. Sure. Um, but before that, I mean, I love seafood, but I was like more like a, like a meat guy. <laughs> um, but, but what I saw with the seafood, it's like so many different species and there's so many different textures, um, uh, like a fin fish and to, uh, to, to crustaceans and uh, like all these shellfish, different type of shellfish, they cook like very different. So it gives you um, a lot to work with actually, because they all cook differently. You have to treat them like very, very different than the, each other. So that right. gives me... Uh, like a like a broad perspective that uh, what can I do with seafood, which which was amazing that I worked with with uh, one of the, the greatest chefs on seafood, um, 
So I um, keep continue doing that actually right now. Is the seafood uh, on Amelia Island very different from uh, the sort of seafood you get from New York? Um, yes, it is different. But uh, like I said, I was working in the, 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 the best seafood restaurant in the whole world. So you got to get the, the best uh, seafood in there. Um, a big, like a big, uh, like a fishing companies, they, they're in like close to like New York, like Boston or Brooklyn. So everything is like flying or like just like comes there and then they distribute from there, um, which was, I, I have to say it's, it, it has to be easier in, in New York, of course. But in here you have like local fishermen, you can work with them. Um, um, yeah, which is which is amazing actually, but uh, I I think I have the similarities. Uh, I feel like there is like a lot of similarities between like New York and Istanbul, where I grew up. Uh, so it used to be the capital of like many many civilizations, right? And then uh, all these uh, um, the the spice road and ends in there, you know, like you can find like everything. In, in Istanbul, in like Grand Bazaar or, or like a spice market, fish markets in there. Um, so all the like spices coming from like India, all these uh, um, spices coming from there and then ends up in, in, in Istanbul, in the spice market, spice bazaar. So that's, that's how I feel like uh, New York is, is the same like as Istanbul. Um, it's easier to find like ingredients, I guess. Right. Well, although I bet Istanbul has wonderful seafood too. You get seafood from the Mediterranean and the Black Sea and it's all local. And yes, we, yes, we do have, but it's like, those are like, uh, like if you think about like Black Sea, it's like an inner sea. The fish doesn't get too big in there. And uh, sometimes it gets cold. So they migrate from uh, Black Sea to, to get, get uh, they pass Bosphorus. Mm -hmm which is kind of like a river in between uh, uh, East and uh, West. Yeah, uh, so, Europe and Asia. Yes, exactly. And then, so they migrate to Marmara Sea and then from there, they pass like Gallipoli is kind of a, uh, like a, a very like narrow passage. And then it opens up the whole like Mediterranean. Um, but the seafood in there, it's, it's not the seafood, it's not like ocean seafood. It's totally different. Um, the fish, the fish are like smaller than the ocean. Um, I mean, we have big type of fish. We have like like tunas and bluefin tunas and all this stuff. But still, uh, the market is more like a small, like anchovies, like a fresh anchovies, um, like a bluefish, um, sardines, mackerel, uh, probably mackerel. Used to be more, but not that much anymore. Yeah, um, but they're all delicious. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of seafood, the little oil. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what I like too. So, um, but normally, what, what, all this kind of type of fish, like a sardines, you you, to, you don't need to do anything for it. You just like grill it or like pan sear it, and then put a little bit of lemon juice in there, and then you're done. <laughs> it's a perfect taste. Yeah, uh, but. What I learned in, in here, my first year in the United States, which was uh, 2007 in Washington, D.C., uh, I 
I heard the term that uh, fish is fishy. I mean, I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand the first first time I, when I heard it. I said, then I asked my like colleagues, and she said, "What do you mean, like fishy?" So I had no idea what is that. Uh, what does that mean? Then I, of course, after a while, uh, I understood what it is. Um, but uh, it's about the, like being oily, and then uh, like oily fish is fishy, first right. of all. But and after a while, if you if you serve a little the like outdated, not outdated, but like uh, not like fresh as uh, possible, so it becomes fishy when you cook it. So <laughs> that's what I learned in there. Yeah, but it's funny that you know you order fish and then you complain that it tastes like fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. I, I would obviously if I like oily fish, I want it to taste like fish. Yeah. Um, but there there is a difference between uh, fish that comes right out of the water, which is probably what you had in Istanbul, and then in the United States, we have more sort of complex shipping routes, so that. The, the fish, as you said, it's not that it's not fresh. It's just yeah. not right out of the water fresh. Yeah. I so, mean, in my, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, of course, especially um, in here, we try to use the, the best ingredient, the best seafood. Um, I'm very like particular, which is, I appreciate that side of me because I worked in the one of the greatest about seafood, uh, like a, uh, like a suppliers in here. So I have, when I asked them, so I want, so you tell me what you have. So tell me what you have. And then I try to work around that. And so my phone is like a, like a New York stock exchange, you know, like I have this fish, I have that fish. You want this one? This just came in. So it's, it's fun. So I say, you know, uh, we are on the phone all the time that to try to bring the, the, the best quality. I mean, sometimes we get it, of course, uh, we, we get it like a whole fish. And then uh, it depends on where they get it from, uh, which part of the ocean, uh, north or, or, uh, or southern. Uh, the flesh like, makes like, a lot of differences. But you, can, you cannot know that unless you fillet your fish and then slice it and put it in your mouth. Or right. when you see the fish. Um, so... What we do, when we have the fish and then we slice, we put it in our mouth and then we check it out. If it's good to serve, we go ahead. If it's not that great, we send it back. <laughs> so were you able to uh, take some of the connections that you made at Le Bernardin and, and continue them at the Ritz uh, in the Midi Island? Yes, yeah, yes, some of them, yes. Um, I have a couple of suppliers like that that are helping me out in here, which is... Uh, which is amazing. Um, like one of our, our like a caviar supplier uh, that we used in 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 Cayman Islands in in at New York too. So I'm in contact with them, and then this uh, I put the caviar in the menu after I started like five six months later because we were not ready to serve caviar in my opinion. With me, it's because of me and then uh, uh, the kitchen, the kitchen crew and the service. So I wanted to bring it to like a certain level to serve the caviar in here, which is actually very successful right now, like amazingly successful. I was not expecting that much. <laughs> so what 
Uh, can you talk a little bit, little bit more about having to raise the level of the kitchen to serve caviar? Is that a quite? I mean, is it that difficult to take caviar out of a tin and spoon it onto a? a no, plate? actually, it's not. It's not. It's not hard. You can uh, order a caviar and they just like pop it open and then serve it. It's easy. But the, uh, the, to keep the quality of because caviar is uh, is. Itself is amazing, right? You can, you can eat like spoons of caviar, uh, which I really appreciate. <laughs> and, yeah, it's nice. But, if someone else is paying for it, that's fun. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but you have to have like some like like traditional way to serve uh, the caviar. Um, it, it could be like a piece of toast. It has to be the best quality. Or if you're making like blinis, uh, like fresh blinis, we serve it with the fresh blinis, uh, like very classical way to do that. Um, but we have to like perfect it, uh, the perfect blini to serve it because I mean people are paying like a lot of money for like an ounce of caviar, and I really don't want to serve something that I cannot uh, perfect it right. as like it like it garnishes. Some sometimes. Uh, my service, they come in, chef, uh, the caviar is taking a little too long. I say, guys, it's, it, yeah, it's coming because we cook. I mean, even we cook the, uh, like eggs, like egg yolks and egg whites. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just like chop it up like a la minute, which is the, when they order it, um, like Bellini is just doing for the order, right? To, to make it fresh, like the parsley is like chopped in that time. Um, it's not just serving caviar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everything else has to be perfect. Where yeah. do you get caviar from now? Because Caspian Sea is pretty hard to get caviar, right? I mean, uh, even before we started, you that's, know, like, that's little. That's a little impossible, actually. Uh, uh, right now, there are uh, like a sustainable farms mm -hmm. that they do that, um, which is actually amazing. Uh, that's how we uh, get our caviar, like a sustainable caviar we, we get in here. Yeah, I know we have some sustainable farms in California. And yes. there's a big one in Uruguay. The, yes, there, there are some in, like in, in South America too, like Ch Chile, Uruguay. And in Europe, there's like in Italy, Germany. And if you go to Asia, it's like Amur River uh, in between. China and Russia, I guess, somewhere in here. Um, there are like big farms in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, we haven't had Caspian Sea caviar in a, in a really long time. I remember, I, I think in 2001, I had some Iranian Ocetra caviar at, a, at an over-the-top restaurant opening. Yeah, now yeah, it's gone. That would be amazing. I don't remember if I tasted like a Caspian, like Iranian. I don't think I did before, no. I don't yeah. think so. I wish I can. Can I tell you it was pretty good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was funny that uh, when I when we were in, in Cayman Islands, there the are like sub, uh, caviar supply. Uh, uh, she's like amazing. She's like, she was like freaking out. She came for like a Cayman cookout we used to do. Um, still is happening, but because of COVID, it got canceled a couple of years. And so she was invited to, to Cayman Islands and then she came in, she said that she found a way to get uh, uh, like a beluga caviar to Cayman Islands. 
So well, it was, yeah, from yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know where was it from. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then so we served we served that uh, caviar in, in in Cayman Islands for for a while. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so you work with local uh, fisheries and fishermen and that kind of thing, right? What what are what's some uh, what are some local fish that you really enjoy working with? Um, so it it depends on the uh, um, the season, of course. I, I haven't complete my season here. I've been in like 10, 11 months now, not even a year. Um, so uh, like snappers, we had a nice time of cobia. Uh, like tile fishes is around like flounders. And then I also go out... Uh, for fishing with the guests um, uh, here at Salt, um, we have like a kitchen table. Uh, it's right in the in, in the kitchen with the like a glass uh, like a glass walls, so you can uh, see what's happening in the kitchen. So uh, our guests can book uh, that room with the uh, uh, with the, like a fishing including in there. So we go out in the morning like seven eight o'clock. Uh, with our amazing captain, uh, we go for fishing. So we get whatever we we we, we get that day, which is we get for uh, redfish, we get uh, flounder, we get sheep sheep's head. There's one more like a sea trout. Uh, like four or five different type of uh, seafood we get in, and then uh, when we come to marina, I just like debone them, like make a fillet. And I give the balls to the pelicans, <laughs> and then and then we came in, and we come in, and then we prepare uh, all this uh, seafood for for our guests in in our kitchen table, like of course like different type of uh, uh, presentations. Right. Yeah. yeah. Based on the fish that you catch, and, and... yeah, it, yeah. I mean, we, we do that uh, like at least like seven courses, including like dessert, like eight courses. Have you? Ever... Um, have you ever gone out with the fishermen and not caught anything? Yeah, it was my first fishing trip in here. Yeah, that was so much fun. I, I thought that, uh, yeah, I thought that we we're going to get some, but, you know, sometimes it happens. It happens sometimes. So then, but then what do you do for your guests for dinner when you don't catch any fish? I mean, the main idea in there is like, I mean, it's fishing. It's, it's something major. Someday you have fish, someday you don't have fish. That's why we have... We're having some uh, struggles to finding uh, the fish all the time for the restaurants too. Right. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm like looking at the ocean. I mean, it's really tough, like really rough right now. I don't think like any anybody's fishing tonight uh, today. Um, so tomorrow probably is going to be a big issue with the fish. <laughs> so so when you don't catch fish, but these people have already paid to go to, for this chef's table dinner, what do you cook for them? I mean, I, uh, of course I have, uh, I'm using the, the stuff that I have for okay. the whole restaurant. Yeah. So, so what are, what are some of the types of dishes that you will prepare at a, at a chef's dinner like that? Um, like in, in general, in chef's dinner or yeah, is some, it, is some, the fish, like a, uh, like a well, fish, the, the fish one, uh, the fish some one. Some dishes that you remember and that you were really proud of. Um, so, so, um, 
For example, the like, like first time when we get like three, four different type of fish, I had no idea what uh, uh, would be uh, the, the texture, the taste of them. I didn't know. And then, you know, like a lot of people around me, they telling me, oh, you, you, you see here this, you do this. You... But I found my own way to, to, to execute them, which, for example, like is sea bass, I got, I baked it and, and then I, I seared it, but I end up doing, put it in the, um, oh my God, what was the name of that? that you know, the candles, uh, what do you call that? The bee wax. So I cooked it in bee wax one day. Oh, wow. And the, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was amazing. Actually, it was so good. Everybody was actually very surprised that it cooked in the bee wax. Yeah, how how do you do that? Do you melt um, the bee wax on top? Do you wrap the yeah? So we have like a charger plates. Uh, it uh, it explains the the idea of the whole uh, restaurant, which is like looks like a salt block. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a, maybe like a couple of inches deep, mm -hmm. and then I say you know it's like a, it, it would be nice like a, put the piece of fish and then pour the like a bee wax on it. Mm -hmm. And then let it sit for like 15 to 20 minutes. So it gets like hard again. And so what I did, I just filleted this uh, sea bass. Uh, see, sea bass. I think it was sea bass. Um, ocean trout. I'm so sorry. It was ocean trout. Okay. And so I filleted it and then I cut it the perfect size to fit it in that uh, uh, the charger plate. And I seasoned it. I put oil in a little bit and oil in the bottom, oil on the top. And then I let it sit in there and I, I melt the bee wax and then put it on top of it. Um, and that's enough to cook it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's enough to cook it because that ocean trout is like very delicate. It's like very fragile fish, actually. Um, so that was a, a different uh, style of cooking, different approach that uh, that uh not too many people tried in, in here in south i guess did do they do that at le bernardin or did you make it up or like no 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 did you just invent it i mean we had some like beebacks uh, uh in the in the pantry and then i was thinking so what should i do with this one and then it just came to my mind i mean there's some like restaurant they do that in in europe um um like a, like a mountain, like a mountain restaurants, like very high end, like mountain restaurants, they, uh, they, they do that kind of stuff. So you put the fish on a salt block that you use as a charger. Uh, no, it's not a salt block. It's a, oh. uh, the charger plate looks like a salt block, but well, it it's, not, like it's it. nothing to do with salt. Yeah. It's just a plate. Okay. Yeah, it's just a plate. Yeah. Yeah. It looked cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's important. Looking yeah, cool. Exactly. And then, like people, it, the it, people in the um, in the kitchen table, so they got like very excited. They tried to come and check what's happening in there. Yeah, I mean, we allow them to. They can come and check, of course, uh, without like going back on the on the line, because we don't want to see like any accidents in there. <laughs> no, keep them off yeah. the line. Yeah. So, how much does it cost if I want to go fishing with you and uh, then have dinner? What, what's the cost of that? Uh, um, the whole like it's it's including like a trip like a fishing trip uh -huh. and 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 the dinner in kitchen table uh, two thousand for 
for a couple. Yeah, yeah oh. 2000 for a couple, yeah. And the official name is the Hook, Line, and Supper. Yes. Series. Yeah. The yeah, Hook, Line, and Supper, that's a, that's a good name for yeah. Emil. Um, great. Uh, so uh, I don't think we finished talking about what kind of, uh, well, I guess we talked about what kind of fish you, you like to get. What are, what are some other dishes that you have really enjoyed um, in your nine months? So right now in my menu, I have uh, a fluke, which is uh, like from like Long Island, try to get like Long Island. And then when it comes to like uh, south, it becomes like flounder, uh, but it's like as a texture, as a like a uh, texture and the taste is like totally different. Mm -hmm. um, so I serve the fluke like raw and I have like uh, Aura King salmon I'm using from New Zealand. Yeah, that's uh, the farm-raised king salmon from yes, right? um, which is very uh, like a fatty. It's like really delicate fish uh, if you compare to other type of uh, salmons. Um, I have halibut, um, like snappers. Um, we are using uh, like a local uh, shrimp, um, made pork shrimp. It's like just around the corner in here. <laughs> Um, what else? We use like the Spanish octopus, um, like Atlantic cod. Yeah, all like different varieties. How do you prepare that local shrimp? Um, that one, it, it goes with the pasta right now. It's one of our pasta. Uh, it's like only pasta that we have in the menu. So you cook it with like garlic and lemon? Um, so what we do is uh, uh, we take the heads off, right? And then we just uh, blanch them really quickly, peel it off, uh, take the, uh, the, 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 the wing, mm -hmm. and then we cut it in half, where it's like a, almost like a half cook. And then uh, once we toss the pasta, we just like bake it, like, like slightly bake it in, the, in, in like a little bit of butter and in the oven, just a touch. Not to cook it, um, we serve it with uh, slices of like a, a scallops and the shrimp, and we do an emulsion with lobster and saffron, with, and then like a fresh shaved fennel, like toasted in in uh, in that butter uh, butter sauce. Yeah. And the scallops, do you just sort of slice them? What it's just sliced. Like, for example, like get like you ten scallops, like slice into. To, into two, like three pieces of scallop, uh, we get like out of like one scallop. And so it depends on the size, how many we put on top of the pasta, but that cooks with, with the shrimp too, like, like barely, like barely cook it. Right, just gently in the oven. G gently, yeah. And, and how about the flounder? What do you do with that? Uh, I would like to call it fluke because it's, uh, uh, the flounder it gets in here, it's like more in like an inner, inner, uh, Inner water, it's From not the ocean, but it's in more more like an inner water. Uh -huh. And then the, the taste is like very different than like a northern, uh, uh, like a flounder, like fluke. Right. So I try to get like, uh, like a Long Island fluke or a North Carolina fluke right now. Because I really don't want to serve a flounder like raw. No, no. I did make flounder ceviche once at home. It was okay, but 
Yeah, but the quality is not that great as in 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 north parts. Yeah. Right. Well, in the cold water fish, as I understand it, they they have more flavor because they have to build up more fat. Yeah. Water is cold. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I use like flounder. Uh, I go to uh, like a local uh, uh, fish stores in here. There is like very close to my house. Uh, I go there like every week. Um, so they have like a fresh fish all the time. So I got like I get like flounder and then like take the filet and like sear it for my kids. They 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 love it. They love it. Great. Yeah. Well, we're we're about out of time. So yeah. uh, Okan Kozulbayer. Did I yep. do that again right? Okan Kozulbayer. Uh, yeah. Great to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. Nice to meet you. Thank Congratulations you. on your relatively new job, nine months. Thank you. And uh, if, if I uh, make it to Amelia Island, I'll let you know. I'll be here. Excellent. <laughs>